Welcome to Life-Giving Water Messages, where I expound upon the Word of God and, through the internet, deliver it to you. My name is Reverend Todd Laddick, and I'm bringing to you today a uh, uh, part three of a six-part series entitled God With Us. Uh, and today's is entitled uh, God With Mary the Faithful, based off of Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. So let us dive into the Word today. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus, and he will be very great, and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the, the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby will, to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Amen. So, God calls us into unknown places that we could never foresee for ourselves. And even in the midst of uncertainty, God is with us. In another lifetime, I worked for a local web development company uh, uh, here in Sussex County, New Jersey, uh, called Flying Pig Virtual Construction, located in the back of what was, at the time, the Flying Pig Art Gallery on Main Street in Sussex. Now, the name may sound funny, but we actually had major clients such as Caldwell Banker at the time, uh, which I can say now because the company no longer exists, and I'm sure they're off uh, probably onto some other company or maybe several companies since then. But we had some serious clients, and, we, and I loved that job. I loved the people I work with and have fond memories uh, from working there. Still, I was uh, 21 or so years old when I started there, and so I was young and uh, insecure and w with a total lack of confidence in myself. So one evening as I was working on a client's website, uh, my boss, John, came up to me and said, you're going to be teaching a group of teachers how to use Excel on Thursday. Now, granted, He's telling me this on Tuesday evening at the end of the workday. And I responded, I, I can't do that. 
I barely use Excel. How could I teach them anything but what they probably already know? My boss walked away for a moment, came back, and plopped a Microsoft Office Excel manual right in front of me. And it quickly became clear that I was going to have to teach this class whether I wanted to or not. And no matter what I tried or did to try to get out of it. Uh, I went home that night and began reading up on Excel, pulling the program up and playing with it, uh, learning formulas and whatnot so that I, I could you know, teach as best as I could. And I knew I didn't have all the answers. Sure enough, I showed up that Thursday morning and taught the class. And that was my first time teaching anything to anybody. And I thought I did an awful job. There were questions I had to like, 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 sit, you know, I sit down and think about and try to play around before I could find the answer. And I, I just felt like I didn't know anything, uh, certainly well enough to teach it. Uh, so I felt like I had done an awful job. But when I got back to the office the next day, my boss came right up to me and told me that the people who organized the training class were super impressed with my knowledge and how I ran the class. So I, I learned something that, you know, sometimes not immediately knowing the answer, but being able to figure it out and show people how to do something, that sometimes is more valuable than just being a know-it-all who can just tell people things. So that was a, a real learning uh, curve for me. And little did I know at the time, but that was the first time I began to realize that I had a gift for teaching. An affirmation that would come more and more over the years as I began to answer my call to serve Jesus Christ, which happened, you know, uh, you know, a few years later. Um, but we, we all experience shifts in our lives when we have to say yes and start something new without knowing what the future holds. We all need faith in something or someone or we would never be able to take the first step. Mary's faithful yes changed the world for all of us and offers a bold example for us to follow. Can you imagine the shock? Can you imagine the shock Mary must have had uh, the shock that she must have experienced when the angel Gabriel showed up out of nowhere, out of nowhere, and called Mary the favored one. Can you imagine that shock? I can't. I mean, she's like a, just a teenage girl, you know, probably 14 or so years old, living in an impoverished life in the backwoods of Galilee in Nazareth the backwoods of Galilee at the time I mean Nazareth was you know really not anything on the map until Jesus put it there in fact in the gospel of John Nathaniel says can anything good come from Nazareth so you can see what the viewpoint of Nazareth was in that time. So when angels showed up out of nowhere and called Mary the favored one, just like 
Just like, can you imagine that shock? How could she possibly be favored? What could Gabriel address her? What would Gabriel address her? Uh, a nobody who has nothing more than a domestic life in her future. Why would this angel address her, talk to her? Like, what was... What would bring Gabriel to address her? What what would Gabriel, an angel of the Lord, be doing addressing her as blessed and favored by God? And the passage says Mary's perplexed and pondered by what the angel meant by this greeting. Often, when God is calling us into something new, it can be found. It can be found. Um to be confusing and surprising, just as it was for, for Mary. Something we, we never expected. Something we never expected. Mary must have become even more surprised and confused when Gabriel delivered his message that she would have a baby to be named Jesus, who would be God's son and heir to the kingdom of David. Logically, the message didn't make sense because Mary was a virgin. A question she asks the angel, like, how can this be? We often focus on what an honor it must have been for Mary to bring Jesus into the world. But at this early stage, it must have also been extremely scary. Being pregnant and unwed in Mary's time was absolutely unacceptable. What would Joseph say? He legally could have stoned her for adultery. God was asking her to do something terrifying here. Mary grapples with what she is being told in her back-and-forth conversation with Gabriel. Gabriel shares that God is also working in unexpected ways in the life of Mary's cousin, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, too, who is beyond the age of childbearing, is pregnant. Gabriel provides. Gabriel provides this as an example that nothing, nothing is impossible with God. When God calls us to do something new and potentially scary, we too can talk to God through prayer. We can also find support from other followers of Jesus who have faced the unknown with faith. And we can be examples to those who are facing scary situations. In the end, Mary remarkably says, Here I am. Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Verse 37a. There comes a time when we must choose between fear and faith. Will we allow our fear to prevent us from moving forward? Into the new thing God is calling us to? Or will we, like Mary, take the next step 
in faith, knowing that God is with us and that with God, nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing is impossible. So let me ask, how is God calling you into faithfulness, into taking a leap of faith? Perhaps you serve on a ministry team or committee that is in need of leadership and you're being called to step up as its leader. Perhaps you're being called to speak about your faith to your family and friends and even strangers. Perhaps you are being called to invite someone to church. Perhaps you are being called to take the next faith step by joining a church. Our church will be holding a membership class in, uh, early on in 2022. So if you're a part of this church that I, that I lead then, and you're called to that, consider reaching out and letting me know. Or if you're at a church where you feel called to become a member, reach out to the, to the, to the pastor and, and let him know or her know. What questions do you have for God? Have you brought those questions to God in prayer? And how can we as the church be praying for you as you think about next steps? I want to encourage you to talk to others who have been through something similar or to seek support from fellow Christians here in our community or in wherever you are in your community. What does faith look like for each of you right now? What does faith look like for each of you right now? So often, congregations and the church more broadly allow fear of the unknown to prevent us from taking bold steps forward in faith that nothing will be impossible with God. What is God calling us to do in faith in this time? What hard questions do we need to bring to God in prayer? And when is it time to put the fear aside and say, here we are, the servants of the Lord? Are we going to fear the decline we've experienced due to death, COVID, and societal trends? Or are we going to step out in faith together and do something about it? Are we going to invite people to worship? Are we going to care for the least of these in our community? Are we going to be more visible in our community? Or will we sit by and allow our fears, our our energy, our age to dissuade us. Let us come together and continue to be the church for the glory of God. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. 
gracious and loving God, we just thank you and praise you for your uh, presence with us, that you are with us, you are Emmanuel, and that in you, Lord, we have found our purpose, our hope, and our family. In you, we have found ourselves to be heirs to your kingdom, ambassadors of your kingdom serving in this world, which we are in, but we are not of. Thank you for that, Lord. Help us, like Mary, to be faithful, despite the uncertainty. Lord, we thank you, and we praise you for all these things and all things in general. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, it is awesome to uh, to have you again tune in uh, each week. Uh, I always look forward to uh, recording these messages and, and bringing them to you. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's a real blessing to be able to serve in this way as well as in the other ways that I do. Um, as always, uh, if you look in the episode notes, there are plenty of good links in there. Uh, if this is your main uh, sustenance for the week, uh, you know, and the, your spiritual uh, nourishment for the week, and uh, this is mainly where you go to, uh, and you have it in you to support the ministries of the church that I serve, that would be very uh, grateful. Uh, we'd be very grateful. Of course, this ministry, Life-Giving Water Ministry, is my ministry and uh and um and so i i you know all of this is for free and i and i uh feel called to do this and and that's why i keep it free but your support definitely helps uh obviously if uh you're able to help the church um that would be great if this is supplemental and you're attending a church elsewhere then by all means support your church your faith community that's where you're called to serve and where you're called to support uh if you have it in your heart to support both of us again none of us would uh would mind that but friends i just want to let you know as we come closer and closer to the birth of our savior remember our savior is already born and you're already richly blessed so that you may be a blessing to others. Amen. Go in peace.